is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Everson Walls, and Bill Jones. Well, we got about half of that. Two right. out of four. We're we're bad. Bad. That's okay. That's, here, buddy. We've yeah. seen that a couple times yeah. throughout the off season. We've got some fill-ins today. Who's One running being, this show anyway. Yeah, that's, what I want that, that's the well. <laughs> technically, Chris Bean <laughs> is right. running the show. In the other side, I'm not just leaving you guys hanging, okay. but right. I am filling in for Bill Jones. I'm Kyle Yeomans alongside the legendary Mr. Mickey Spagnuolo. Spags. Off to my right. Let's go easy on that. <laughs> Uh, the legendary also legend, that's a lot to live You're up legendary, to. You're know? legendary, all right. <laughs> We've got a couple legends here. You've got Everson Walls across the table from me in his normal chair. And then the other fill-in on the desk today for Talking Cowboys, Mr. Heckma Harrison making his Heckma. Dallas Cowboys radio debut. Welcome, Heckma. Thank you. Happy to be Heckma here. Heckma and Everson. That's a great... Great combo. You like the ring of that? Yeah, yeah. man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you guys could have your own separate conversations on <laughs> yeah, that side of the table. Just, just on our names alone. Fighting back and forth. That's true. And the names. I feel like great names. And then you've got Mickey and Kyle on this side. Yeah, it's not, I know. Spags it is just hold Spags. Up as well. Nothing exciting about Spags. That's right. Ooh, nothing. Yeah, he's just Spags. Eh, you had a defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl named Spags. That's so right. That. I mean, Absolutely. you have that claim to fame with that name. But. Great, great quote from uh, Andy Reid about that, too. What's that? He said he was one of the. He said Spags was one of the most imaginative people I've ever met. <laughs> I'm putting that in a headline. That's, That's how you write your articles. <laughs> you you have just imagine out. stuff, right? That's have it right. at your desk. You'll get it engraved on like a rock or something. Yeah. Put it up there. It'd be your new paperweight. T-shirts. Like that. T-shirts. Yeah, we need to start t-shirts. selling Spags yeah. T-shirts, but. <laughs> Uh, welcome, Heckma. I'm glad to be along with you guys because I get to produce the shows on the, the majority of the time, but getting a couple hosting duties while Bill is out and also Rob Phillips out as well. And congratulations to Rob, by the way, having a, a kid and just an incredible week for him. And I know he's probably watching back home. He's way too old to be having a kid. Come on, man. What do you mean? It's his <laughs> first on, one. Man. It's his first kid. I know. I know. He he's overwhelmed. Had, he done That's like, what he is. He should have done it like at 21. He'd been, he'd been like me. He'd be done by now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's over. You know? Let the kids go. Yeah. Now he's got so much ahead of him. That's oh right. Goodness. Woo, man. Best years of your life. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Best years of your life. Baby. Famous first last one. words. There's, there's the first, uh, the first argument. Which, between which are the two. best? I want to know the first ten years or the next ten years. Actually, the next ten. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because you know you got the hang of it now. You know, I was talking about my daughter. She was premature, man. And when she finally came from the hospital, it was like two months. And now. There she is, you know, and I'm at home, I'm in the bed, I'm looking at her like, what the hell do I do now? There's no nurses, <laughs> right? You know, who's changing this baby? So, yeah, it was, you know, the first ones are tough. Then it's the, the second 10. That's when you're like, okay, you can kind of see them forming. It's like clay. Right. You kind of see them mm-hmm. forming a little bit. You know, if you don't like it, then you can just ignore them like I did. <laughs> wow. This is great, Miss Wall. I know, man. You got some fatherly advice to take home with me. Breaking down those walls with Everson yeah. Walls. Yeah, well, we've got plenty to talk about other than that that topic overall. But uh, it's been the off season, but there's a lot of options still open for the Dallas Cowboys. And that's kind of where... Really, all the conversation has been. You've heard over the past couple of weeks the crazy talks about Dak and trading, and, and we'll we'll get into to Brady Dak. We're and not Brady. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna. It, we might not entertain that one we, as much. We, we but, will not good. Uh, good. We are going to talk about some uh, options for Amari Cooper. Talk about some of the old heads for the Cowboys: Sean Lee, Des Bryant, a couple guys that uh, have been in the the news over the last <laughs> week or so. And then I'll give you some multiple choice scenarios at the end of the show oh, as good. to how the Cowboys could handle this offseason. I know Mickey's going to love that. He's going to probably tear him to shreds. A, B, C, and D. Yeah, that's exactly You don't get an E. You don't get an E. All of the above. E is none. E would be the none of the above. But That at least gave me a shot on the test, right? Multiple choice. There's not supposed to be an E here. Well, I do want to talk and start talking about Dak Prescott and of course, the news over the last couple of days has been what Michael Irvin said, and then the the headlines kind of running with that, saying 
the Cowboys could look at Dak Prescott trading him basically for Tom Brady. I don't know if we want to get facetious with this at all because, man, I don't see that happening. I really don't. I think that's kind of just headline grabbing. Mickey, I feel like you have a lot to get off he your does. plate on he this because you look does. like you're just raring to go here. Is that even a possibility? Seriously. Exactly. Seriously. I mean, who makes this shit up? <laughs> well, that let's get started. Our, our producer is here. That's one. Yeah. Man, I'm taking my jacket off on that one. Bro. Yeah. That's, but that's getting hot that's, in here. That's I love thing, it. That, it's been, it's been Welcome, taken guys. with. Welcome to Talking Cowboy. Yeah, ever since I broke the ice immediately, right? It's been taken. It's been run with. But it, there's no substantial evidence for that whatsoever. Uh, I know Colin Cowherd was pretty, pretty much the one that got the ball rolling saying, oh, you, you, you know, the money's there and there's so many different things that you got to look at. Dak Prescott's going to be your quarterback in 2020. Am I wrong by saying that? No, you're not wrong. You're exactly the, right. But look, what, what's new? And I wrote it last Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Cowboys and quarterbacks, Right. Yeah, it's always something, <laughs> and we can go back the off to season is we always... can go back to the first quarterback in Cowboy history, right? And, and how it started, or I should say, the second, uh, how the Cowboys got Don Meredith. Mm-hmm. The NFL didn't want Don Meredith to go to the AFL, right? Right. The Cowboys didn't have a draft choice their first I year in nineteen sixty. He was my best. He's the best. And, and so. The Bears drafted Don Meredith to trade him to the Cowboys so the Dallas Texans didn't get him in the AFL. Yeah. So we can just start right there with the history of Cowboy quarterbacks. And we what about go, the, the quarterback carousel yeah. that they had with Craig Morton and Roger Starback? Alternating snaps. Alternating drives. Drives, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, which was, well, it's almost the same ridiculous uh, notion uh, at that time, everyone was pretty upset with Tom about that, but he decided to go his own way. He wanted the pocket passer. He wanted right. the classic quarterback as opposed to the more agile and, and very daring Roger Starback. Tom did not believe in, in uh, Starback when he first came to the Cowboys. I mean, not at all. I mean, you don't, you don't alternate series if you have confidence in either one of your quarterbacks. They were almost waiting to settle for one or the other. And finally, Roger, of course, uh, was more successful in what he did, even though Tom hated the fact that he wouldn't throw the ball when he was supposed to. I have this design to go to Bob Hayes. I have this design to go to Drew Pearson. I have a design to go to Mike Ditka. What are you doing? And so Roger that, had a mind of his he own. He had a whole mind of his own, and, and thank God for that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and look how he got here, exactly. right? You, you, dra- mm-hmm. you draft a guy in the 10th round that was a Heisman. So there, there's been headlines on Cowboy quarterbacks for – Ever, forever, nothing's changed. Comes and with so a position. This, this, we just continue to go. When, when Roger retired, right? He, he, it's going to be uh, in a month and a half when he surprisingly retired. You know, people didn't know that. And then Danny White took over. How did Danny White get here? Well, he got drafted in the third round, but signed a personal services contract with the WFL to play in Memphis. So it was always one thing after another wow, after WFL, another. Man, Remember it's going that? Back, man. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and <laughs> now you've got the exit to talk about. You know, and then Danny takes over three consecutive NFC title games, and Tom decides, oh, well, I think this Hogaboom guy's going to take over. And that with great. a little help from us, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. We had exactly. a little poll going in the Dallas morning. And then news that didn't work time. so well. Not at all. So Mickey, don't you think at times like these, when the media speculation is at an all-time high, Michael Irvin? makes a statement like that about a potential trade. You know, you say, who makes this stuff up? But that's when the media machine starts because no one knows for sure exactly what's going to happen. You know, and, and obviously, you know, the the priority is re-signing Dak, but if all of the speculation and rumors are true that the Cowboys offer 33 and, they're, and they arbitrarily turn that down for more money, you know, that's what I think is kind of dri- the driving force behind some of these outrageous rumors that you're starting to Well, hear. you got Michael Irvin, who I- I'm surprised he would even fall into that. 
I'm surprised he would even feed that notion at all. So that's what surprised me. Now, yeah. And that's what really gave it legs. Otherwise, who was the guy? Colin? Colin? Yeah, Colin. Colin. He just Cowan. hates to see Brady go. He just, he's a Brady <laughs> guy. That's all it he is. He always has been. Yeah, you can just, it's just him hoping for Brady. Let Brady fend for himself. He's a grown man. He's got a wife making more money than God. So Brady's going to be well, And I can't want to add to the and, Dallas Cowboys. And by the way, <laughs> your, your Colin guy is a great guy at throwing mashed potatoes at the wall. Oh, yeah. 100%. And he just hopes something you can will stick. You can tell. Well, and one of the reasons why it's stuck is it kind of goes back to what you were talking about, but a little bit different. You were talking about how Tom Landry didn't have faith, faith in Roger Staubach back in the day. Now we can kind of put that into the, the spotlight that the quarterback position has on it now, mm-hmm. but it's the fans that don't have faith in the quarterback position for the Dallas Cowboys. You can go back to Tony Romo. I mean, it was very quick for Dak Prescott to get into Tony Romo realm of, hey, you haven't won a Super Bowl just yet, (laughs) so you're terrible. (laughs) We've got got to get somebody better in here. It didn't take very long for those conversations to have, and I think, like Mickey just said, that's a brilliant point of Colin Cowherd throwing mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. at the wall. It stuck because there's a lot of fans out there that are not happy that Dak Prescott— The fans are never happy. They hated Romo, and then when he left, they loved him. And then you've they got, hate Dak right now, and every time he throws a touchdown, it's the loudest cheer you hear <laughs> in Texas. It's incredible. It's incredibly. <laughs> and they booed Troy Aikman off yes. the field his last year. Isn't that something? So let's not give the fans too much mm-hmm. credit. Here. Well, that's true. And that's I also, true. in not giving the fans as much credit, I want to just say the grass is not always greener on the other side. Look at the quarterback market right now. You've got Phillip Rivers out there. Is he better than Dak Prescott? No. No. Taysom Hill? No. Who? Hill. Exactly. Oh, do, you see him? do you see what he had to say? No, what do you have to he, say? He wants to be a starting <laughs> he wants quarterback. To be a, okay. Franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You've got Andy so Dalton. And, he, so and he's Tebow. willing to leave. And there's one little caveat in that whole thing that I think everybody ignored. He's a restricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the Saints want to tender him, they can somebody, somebody going to give up a second-round pick for him? For, for a guy of who course. Works. He, he's yeah. Of course someone is because it's Protation all about paying, yeah, for paying on potential. You know, okay. It's not productivity. It's all about potential. If you look at the quarterbacks that have gotten p- big paydays, they didn't all deserve them. Yeah, but at least they had played quarterback. But again, the, <laughs> the potential point. had been there as well. Yeah, and I think I think it would take a desperate team to do that. <laughs> yeah, to give so, up a second round. Pick. It's a lot of desperate teams. Yeah, I think there are those guys out there. But you've got other guys like Ryan Carolina? Tannehill hitting the market. A lot of desperate teams. Yeah, talking about Carolina, yeah. Cam Newton's mm-hmm. potentially on the market. Jameis Winston's out there. The grass is not always greener on the Jameis other side. Jameis Winston. Wow. Just talk about a weird career. He's, Cam Newton. Can you throw yeah, as no many weird, touchdowns? No weirder than Jameis. But, but <laughs> Can you shame, throw as many touchdown passes as interceptions? Dude, and it's not just the way he throws interceptions. It's like, <laughs> you know, it bounced off this dude's butt, man, and it hit me in the face. <laughs> and then he's got it. It's a defensive lineman, and he's running the other way, and there's Jameis trying to catch him, and he might trip over himself and mm-hmm. hurt his shoulder. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's, that's, that's him. He's like a schlep rock. Well, and we had some saving grace this morning, the fact that maybe we won't have to test that quarterback market and hopefully we won't i don't think we will uh but as the cowboys were reported this morning by ian rapaport to have said that they are trying to push before that march 10th deadline of franchise tagging mm-hmm. players they want to try and get a deal done that's no surprise to anybody with Dak prescott now talking about Dak in the quarterback market now the market's going to change in terms of quarterbacks and the money that he could get paid just based off of some of these bigger contracts like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Deshaun Watson. Is it possible that his representatives are looking at Dallas and looking, kind of having an eye on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes' contracts saying, let's wait this out, let's slow play this, let's hardball it at the beginning. That way, whenever the market resets, Dak Prescott's market value goes from around $33 million and it skyrockets to 35, 36, 37 million. He can kind of squeeze every inch out of that contract that he possibly can. You know, when you start talking about these kind of millions, and I know it sounds trivial, but, you know, you're doing, there's all this drama for just really a, a little bit more top pocket change. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in relatively speaking, you're talking about a lot more drama. You're talking about, you know, possibly going from, like you said, 33 million to 35 million. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, it's two million bucks, but, you know, the big scheme of things and it's, the way the money is flowing around here is, I, I, are we just posturing? Are both sides just posturing? Yeah, and they are. And, and you know, and this thought occurred to me yesterday, and I was going to write it for my mix shots tomorrow, but what if 
his side would welcome the franchise tag, which would allow them, if they want, to go out and see what other teams think Dak Prescott is worth. Because technically now they can't, right? Right. That's true. Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> true. But right now, market value is what other quarterbacks are making, mm-hmm. right? And to the Cowboys, market value is what he's worth to us. Mm-hmm. But they can't find out what Cincinnati thinks of Dak Prescott. Like, could they go out and troll for an offer sheet to see how much somebody else would pay for him? Then they can come back to the Cowboys and go, well, you know, they're talking about— It depends about- on if you're the Redskins, the Miami Dolphins, right. New York Giants versus Buffalo Patriots— or some other team that we couldn't beat, the Saints themselves. We, those, those, you know, if we, if you look at the games where we lost games, Dak didn't have good games. Right. So mm-hmm. they might look at him totally differently. Yeah, and and they might find out, oh, what the Cowboys are offering is pretty good because mm-hmm. these other teams aren't going to give us that much on an offer sheet. So maybe they'll welcome that. Now, from the Cowboys' standpoint, you want to get it done because you'd like to save that franchise in case you need to use it elsewhere. Because if you get Dak done right before you hit the tag deadline, uh, then if you don't get Amari done, you could franchise Amari, mm-hmm. and you can use a transition tag on, say, Byron Jones. Mm-hmm. And then you got the rights to those guys and anyway. And We're still talking or, about we got to yeah, keep Cobb. And, and try to sign him. Yeah. So there, there's, there's some benefits to getting it done uh, before you have to use the franchise and tag And then you have to worry about as well, okay, do we want to prioritize our receivers? Uh, do we want to prioritize some defense? Yeah, right. you, can, you know, yeah. I mean, what, what, what's the what's the priority? Okay, you got Dak. Now, are the are the receivers next, or do we like, hey man, we need to get some defense so that Dak won't have to go uh, seventy five yards every yeah. drive? It seems like the Cowboys don't want to set the market on quarterbacks, obviously. And what's interesting as well is what was the going price in twenty nineteen before the twenty eighteen mm-hmm. before the negotiation process started? I think everyone was in the twenty eight thirty million dollar range, and now that skyrocketed after uh, Seattle's quarterback signed his deal. Wilson yeah. signed his deal mm-hmm. at thirty five, and so. With that coming back to the table saying, look, 33 is not acceptable. I want something in the range of 35. And I don't know. This is all speculation. Uh-huh. 35, 36. <laughs> now you're, now you're setting the market at the quarterback position. Whereas now, with the cloud of Patrick Mahomes' uh, contract looming and the CBA, that could easily be $40 million. And that blows everything that we're talking about right now out of the water. Like, yeah, because so, because everyone Kansas City gives start. them 40 doesn't mean i got to give my guy 40. There you but go. that's the way it goes. Right? That's but the way that guy won a Super Bowl. say, okay, I don't give 40. 40, but now instead of going for like like you said 30 or 32, I, I want 37. But that's now. the question. You say Pat okay. Mahomes you see and also Deshaun Watts. But here's the bottom line: it's not the 35 or 40; it's the guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. that's and, huge. And these contracts have camouflaged what the guaranteed money was. When I went and looked back at Wentz's contract, and you look at what the guaranteed money was, it's $25.7 million a year. That's Mm. what guaranteed. And they had the ability, because he still had one year left on his contract, to spread some of the signing bonus out over another year. So if you take what uh, Wentz made uh, in, in his original deal in 2019, which was his rookie contract, and, and spread it out. Mm-hmm. Then you got to spread six years over that total, and it comes to $25 million. If you look at Goff's guaranteed money, it was $27.5. So and I don't those, care. Are, those are the ones that are basically in his class. Right, yeah. and, and I don't care about what the big money is. That's the agent money. I want to know what the guarantee is because they can get Kurt out Cousins. of Kurt Cousins' guarantee. It was $84 million over three, mm-hmm. all guaranteed. So my math on on Kurt Cousins is twenty eight million a year, so guaranteed. That's what it was. Yeah, twenty eight. That was the difference maker in that one. So three years, twenty eight million a year. So d- does Dak want twenty eight million? Can he get twenty seven if he gets franchised for one mm-hmm. year? So again, do you want your twenty million in the bank tomorrow on your signing bonus, or do you want to have to work? For your twenty-seven million, and get paid like the rest of us on a weekly basis. Well, some of the rest <laughs> well, of us. come on. 
<laughs> well, even if, even if it's weekly <laughs> basis, that's like 1.7 a week, man. Yeah. Oh, in 17 weeks, right? <laughs> Take that. Well, and, and going 1. off of a week, yeah. that's quick math here, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm saying, going off of what you were talking about, uh, Mickey saying you don't want to pay him exactly the, what Kansas City's paying their guy. Kind of got a, a stat for you here of the top 10 quarterback contracts in the NFL right now, and that. Includes guaranteed money because I checked both of them. There are only three quarterbacks that have a higher career passing rating than Dak Prescott: Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo. So you're you're looking at a guy who's right now fifth in MVP odds, by the way, for 2020. He's at 18 to one, only behind Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a top 10 quarterback. Potentially, would you be willing to say that? Dak There's no is doubt he's top. Yeah. There's no potential at sure. all. No, not potentially. He's he's real. You he's been proving that since he's been in the league. One hundred percent. He's a, yeah. and he's a winner. Even he's though they went eight and eight with a, a, a coaching still staff a that was still a, a an issue at yes. least. There's still that positive growth from Dak Prescott, and you can even say that this year yep. going into next year. Now, some of that positive growth that Dak Prescott has endured has been a big reason because of Amari Cooper and what he has done. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about Amari's status going into the offseason or continuing with the offseason. What do the Dallas Cowboys do with Amari Cooper? And we might talk about the wide receiver market as well and see what's out there because there's been some interesting developments in that Mm. as well. When we return here on Talking Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their deal score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this, the SeatGeek app and let's go. SeatGeek. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation Tumblers at OtterBox.com. Back to talking Cowboys. Back here from the SWBC Mortgage Studio at the Star in Frisco, talking Cowboys here on a rainy Tuesday morning. I was about to say afternoon, but it's still the morning. Still kind of. Still, I don't think it's raining as much as just wet and ugly. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to continue throughout More the day. The it's cold. Yeah, it's just not. Just not think ideal. if it was about ten degrees colder. Ooh. No. <laughs> no, I don't even imagine. We'd have about a foot Let's of snow. Stop no, yeah. that, right? I got to walk my dog, man. He's, you know, he stopped up. Mickey's just trying to get out of work here <laughs> on oh, Tuesday. Or go back and go skiing, though. Ooh. A week after I get back from skiing, it snowed three feet. Oh, wow. And I was sitting there going, so was I unfortunate or lucky? You and I'm going, a little I bit lucky of Because I can't ski in yeah. three feet No, you were snow. definitely lucky. Yeah. I went skiing once uh, with American Airlines. They had this deal. It was great. A lot of stars were there. And uh, so they take me. They give you all the equipment. So I'm skiing, and they're teaching me at the class, and we're doing these moves and all that. They don't give you gloves. (laughs) (laughs) So I fell twice. 
What do you mean? You didn't wear gloves? They're supposed to give you gloves. Oh. You gave me everything else. You gave me everything else. Skis, they supplied everything but gloves. And when I failed twice, it's over, bro. I walked out of class. You were they were done. mad at me. Yeah, they were mad at me because I left. <laughs> I just like, and, and you know, what's so funny. Well, you didn't all like, the moves that they should... tried to get me to do, right? Yeah. I did them perfectly as I as I left the class. I was like, I'm out of here, and I was like, Shh. I'm like, well, okay, wait a minute, maybe I should turn back around. But now it's too late, man. So My you went out cold. there barehanded. Yes, because That's they didn't cold. give us gloves, man. No thanks. I mean, if you're gonna give us, if you're gonna supply everything, you must give us gloves. I'm not a skier, and I will never be a skier. I just found that out. When I went to that event, I will never be a skier. Well, I just found out that Mickey was an avid skier just this past week. Avid? We talked about it at lunch. And I, one of my favorite uh, Olympic qualifiers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. No. One, one of my my favorite visuals is is just seeing Mickey maybe going down like a black diamond and just going back and forth. Like I think that'd be just a, is he a joking or is this serious? No, uh, this is one hundred percent As long as there's not a mogul, I can go down black diamond. You can. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it. Steep. I just can't. I do like my brother. But if there's bumps, I'm out. Yeah, you like my brother. So you can't do the slalom thing. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's got to be straight down. No, no, not straight down. But, okay. You know. I need to train you. I could get you ready. I could go down. <laughs> I could get you ready for the bumps. I could go down. I I did the um, where was it Snow Basin in Utah. I did the uh, women's downhill run. And I'm it's going down, and I'm realizing I'm going like way too scary. fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going way too fast than I should be, right. so I start checking myself. Right? So, turn, Mickey, are turn, you a, turn, are you the guy in the uh, wide world of sports, agony of defeat? <laughs> yeah, no. That's you? Hey, he's, that's, he's, that's on the men's side. That's not the women's side. Uh, when I was covering the Olympics, they took us up to the top of the ski jump. I know, it's scary. And man. I look down, and I'm going. Tempted? I would have fought tooth and nail if they were trying to push me down that thing. <laughs> oh man. Let's uh let's talk Amari Cooper here. And of course Cooper being uh just with the Cowboys for the past season and a half, he's still relatively uh I guess new on the radar in terms of his tenure with the Cowboys, and there's a small sample size as to him potentially disappearing in big games. I mean, we've seen him. I, I, the one that most notably st- stands out to me was the New York Patriots Jets game, game. the Patriots, Patriots game, too. Yeah. The, both of them, the, the, the one that I thought was the Jets game when he kind of sat himself out a couple times. Now, injury-wise, we've never well, really I don't know that anything. he disappeared. He got hurt. And exactly. He only played three plays. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I'm saying is, is he's had these, these lingering issues health-wise that nobody's really talking about going into the offseason. There's been the question on if he's 100% healthy, if he's going to be that game-changing number one wide receiver that is the one to Michael Gallup's two for Dak Prescott in this offense. Is he? Is that is that something that we need to be having a conversation on, is his health and if he's ready to go come 2020? I think the conversation needs to be, first of all, uh, last season – it chipped away at everybody's reputation. I mean, let's just be real. Uh, it was one of those weird, weird seasons where everyone was worried about what was going to go wrong after things were going so right. So you've got Cooper, who was a guy that, okay, pull us out of this, Cooper, like yeah. you did the year before. You know, you came in, you made just miracles happen. And when that didn't happen, then now all of a sudden we're looking at Cooper. Okay, what is wrong with Cooper? Why didn't the Raiders keep him? Now we start asking these kind of questions. As far as I'm concerned, Cooper is that game changer. He changed our offensive uh, future. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was a guy that made us realize the potential that we had. Uh, Gallup was able to steady himself because you had the the focus taking off of him by having Cooper on the other side, as far as I was concerned. So uh, I think Cooper is that guy. I think last year was just one that tested everyone's resolve in a very unique way. And I think when you when you start looking at uh, erasing all of that. And then starting over this year, I still think Cooper would be that guy that came in during the middle of the season and was ready to go. Those injuries that you talk about, mm-hmm. I think it affected him. And I think maybe, maybe Spag knows better. But when you have players that are so hesitant to say that they're hurt, to admit that they're hurt, and wants to get out there and, and play in spite of the fact that they're hurt, and then they realize that they've, they've really – they stepped a little bit too high on that ladder because, man, I'm hurt, more hurt than I thought I was. 
now your reputation starts to suffer because you got to pull yourself out of the game. Oh, well, wait a minute. Uh, you're pulling yourself out because this guy's D'ing you up? Right. Is that what it is? Well, no, that's not it. Well, say something. Well, nobody said anything. You and see what I'm saying? they weren't happy that he didn't say anything. That's right. Nope. Because you cost him a spot on the That's roster. That's right. For, and Cam Newton is another guy that does players. that all the time. Yeah. You've got players that do that, and they just don't know. I get your pride. I get the fact that we read Some macho those, sport. Macho sport. We yeah. see those old, old, uh, you know, uh, T.O. in the Super Bowl uh, was a young blood with the Rams when he played on a a, a broken tibia, fibia, something like that. These are the kind of things that we those that lore. We try to live up to that. You can't do that these days because yeah. the rules don't allow you to yeah absolutely and yeah and, and let's not bring up the new england game yeah okay <laughs> one touchdown was scored in that game with the great tom brady and he had to get the ball at the 12 yard line to do that mm-hmm. yeah so that was just a sloppy game overall it was a sloppy game and belichick and and to say that belichick's is a great coach he didn't do any better coaching than uh jason yeah. garrett did that game right. take and, away uh, the block punt and that's what i was just about to say the special <laughs> teams play right. really changed it all but no, also yeah. you have to look to at the, you have to look at the before and after effect of amari cooper you know what were we before he came and then after and then what you gave up for him i mean everyone wants to look and see why would why would the raiders Give up Amari Cooper. Obviously, they got the draft. They got the picks for it as well. I mean, superior route running ability. Those are just the things that you look for. He was all in this offense. He'd get the timing down with Dak. He's going to be awesome. You know, um, we're we're looking for that number two, and we're hoping that Ma- Michael Gallup takes the helm to be that number two receiver. But right now, you cannot question Amari Cooper, especially his route running ability. He's just a tough kid, mm-hmm. and you know, so much to be made about whether to franchise tag him, give him his money, don't give him his money. You traded the number one for him. You mm. can't even think about getting rid of a guy mm. you traded the number one for two Good years point. ago. Yeah, after a year Good and a half. Not a even year, two yes, years. Exactly, a year and a half. It's not even possible. Yeah. Mickey? It, he's here. <laughs> okay, come on now. <laughs> Somehow, no someway, he's here. Is he headed for the franchise tag if Dak is signed? If if they don't get it done in time, yeah. Then yeah. You, you buy yourself three or four more mm-hmm. months to negotiate. It's not the final say-so. Yeah. Like you said, it's not the final I mean, say-so. The, 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 it's a the franchise tag is a kind of a placekeeper. Mm-hmm. That's my spot at the table, and now I can continue for four months to work on this deal. Sort of what happened with Demarcus Lawrence mm-hmm. last year. He wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, it was no insult that they franchised him. It was to buy time to continue negotiating the contract if you can't get it done right away. And again, I think there's agents out there that would rather go out there and 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 start you know kind of. Uh, canvassing the field if mm-hmm. and see what other people think my guy's worth because now I have the opportunity to do that legally. Well, and you said that about Dak Prescott as well. If Dak Prescott's the one that ends up being tagged and gets that franchise tag, what happens to Amari Cooper? Well, then? they can use the transition sure tag can. on You can still sure use can. both. Because so, you can use both because this is the final year of the CBA. Right. Okay. But the other thing that's very interesting is how does Amari Cooper fit into Mike McCarthy's offense? When you look at his past offense with with having success with Jordy Nelson and guys that were not your speedster, burner, typical wide receivers, and with his offense being more of a West Coast short pass, you know, yards after catch, things like that, that you would be expecting for Amari Cooper to fit into that offense when that may not. Yeah, exactly. So you're looking at strong suits, weaknesses, all of those things in this offense. How does he fit into the – into that game plan. Yeah, and, and I don't know that what McCarthy does offensively is that true West Coast from 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. No, no, a I mean, variation Rod- of it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers stretched the field down you right. now, a little bit. Right? Just a hair. I can remember a 40-yard pass with two seconds. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's well, we the world's allowed, best pass we ever made in the world, people. right? You allow, per- you allow people to do certain things. Now, this is my defensive guy coming out in me. Great plays are made, and I'm a victim of it, and I've seen it. Great plays are made because you allow people to make great plays. Of course. Okay, it's not he, – he's there to do it, but right. he, only if you allow me to do it. But if you don't allow me to do it, then that's just another play that just didn't happen. And thus, that's the thing that the Cowboys need to look at as far as wide receivers are concerned. You've got to have that receiver who's going to take advantage of any mistake a defensive backs make. Mm-hmm. So we're not just talking about Cooper. Right. We're talking about Cobb as well. Well, I think, God, we are so blessed to have Gallup, Cobb, and Cooper. And I think we need to keep them. 
Right. Even if it's it, if it's at the expense of another uh, unit, uh, such as a tight end, uh, we need more wide receivers at this point than we do capable tight ends because we're going to be driven by how we do with our quick, uh, quarterback to wide receiver combination. I think that's going to be our alternative to Zeke's uh, uh, running the ball. And you've been vocal about this over your time on the show as a whole, but especially today, talking about keeping Randall Cobb. Yes, and that's yes. kind of where I want to go now, is talking about Randall Cobb and his offseason. Being on the draft show and, and hosting that, I've, I've seen a lot of Cowboys draft Twitter falling in love with a very deep wide receiver class. And it's been... Uh, names thrown at you like a C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. You got T. Higgins Ooh, out of got Clemson. Coming out. You've got oh Henry Ruggs the third out of Alabama. Yeah, we're all talking first round picks. Yes, here, right? exactly. Yes, we. But are. it's a deep enough wide receiver draft that you could get a number three wide receiver that could replace Randall Cobb. And a lot of draft nerds out there, like myself, have said Cobb may not be the same guy going into 2020. Why do you think that's not the case? I think that's not the case. First of all, he didn't get much time last year. Or the year before that. Okay. I think he's had a chance for his legs to be a little bit fresher than normal. You saw last year where we were trying to get the ball to the tight ends on those big third downs, trying to get the ball to, to Witten, uh, looking downfield for some other guy. Cobb is the guy. He lets you know during the game that he's the guy. He barely got his 55 passes. He got his, what, a quarter of a mil bonus or, or incentive clause, right? When you look at his effectiveness with Aaron Rodgers, when you look at his effectiveness with this same coach that we have now, sometimes you need that player that can help your QB transition Mm -hmm. into another style of offense. You've got to have a guy out there that is totally mentally embedded into what we're doing and what what our goal is in this offense. We know how to run the ball. I don't care who – Zeke's going to be able to run the ball. I don't care how they block it. Yeah. But when it comes to a passing scheme in critical moments, especially on third downs, you need a wide receiver that's going to understand exactly what the coaches want in this situation and what is called for by your wide receiver. Could you say the same thing about Randall Cobb being that transition, not only to a new offense, but to a new coaching staff? The fact that he has had Mike McCarthy as a head well, coach Well, yeah, before? to him it's not a new coaching staff. Yeah. But, but that's my point. He because he's there, he will be that link. Yeah, he will be that link between the new coaching staff and the new offense. So, so him like think being about, a, a coach it, on the field, basically. Yeah, and if you think about when new coaches have come in, they've always you got to have your guy. Somebody, yeah. right? you got to have your guy. Think about what That's Bill right. did when he got here. Right? right, he kind of got some of his guys. You got to get your guy, Jimmy Johnson. You got to get did, your guys. Right, brought some of those guys yes. from Miami. And if it's here, a coach right? or a player, when Jimmy came here, his guy. Was Michael Irvin? Sure. Yeah. Mike was here first, I believe. Well, Mike was yeah, here first. Yeah. Eighty-eight. In eighty-eight, uh, had a great last game against Daryl Green. <laughs> We're like, okay, this guy is worth it. And then that off season, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about it, Spags. You probably heard about it. Michael Irvin was standing up giving speeches every day mm-hmm. about how important it is for us to get behind this coach. Now we ended up that year being one in fifteen, but for Mike. And for Jimmy Johnson, that connection is what really made them as strong as they were going forward. And that's what you need with, with Cobb. You've got a, you don't have a 1-15 team here. Okay? No. no, you don't. You have a championship caliber team. And Cobb could be that guy to just make that transition a lot smoother. Yeah, Kyle, and just going back to the whole draft nerd aspect, you know, you said it, man. There are a lot of wide receivers in this, in this draft that should have first and second grade tags on them. But the thing is, is that I don't believe that the Cowboys would turn down an opportunity to upgrade at any position. Yeah. And so if Cobb is here again, he's going to have to earn his keep no like everyone else. Twenty, You know, he had great production uh, last year, being able to get first downs and things like that. When you look at the, the wide receivers that are available in the later rounds, like a DuVernay from, from Texas. Yeah. Fast, tough guys that get the ball in their hands and can catch out. You know, and so <laughs> that's, that's just, you know, and that's the main thing. And then uh, going back to your point about the tight ends, 
I think that that is going to be what the Cowboys have to look at as well because, you know, imitation is the highest form of flattery. And you look at both of the teams that made it to the Super Bowl, what did they have in common? Great tight ends. And so in order to well, increase— we, We've had it in common as well, I mean, with Jason Witten. It's just a matter of But I think time. we'd all say that a little bit, you know, it, there was a little bit of decline this year. Oh, there's no it, doubt it was decline, but but we, we have always been with the trend of going to tight ends. Yeah. Right That's my point. And yeah. could I remind everyone? Everybody that when it came to yards, the Cowboys were number one on offense this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't like they offense were struggling along. No. They just didn't make plays at key times in key games red to zone. win those deals. Red zone. Right? Yeah, red zone. And I thought Kellen Moore spoke about it when they did the uh, the assistant coach car wash, talking about it, it. you can gain all the yards you want, but did I convert that third down? Did I convert that red zone play? Mm-hmm. Did I score mm-hmm. the touchdown? And those are the things that bogged them down. Now, from a yard standpoint, they moved the ball. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent. It's not games, just about that. Though. Eight games, they scored thirty points. It's not just about that. But it's you when you make score that them. play. It's right? when you exactly. score exactly. Yes, and and so you know we're sitting here. They need this, 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 and this. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have any problems moving the football. They need to make sure that when when they get to the red zone, when they get to that third down. Once again, that's where a guy like Cobb, Cobb. comes right well, into play. And just because you keep Randall Cobb doesn't mean you can't draft a wide receiver in the fourth or the fifth round in a deep wide receiver class. Like you said, Heckman, there are going to be first and second round talents that are going to drop to the third and the fourth round this but year. But how, much, how long am I going to have to wait for those guys to be productive? That's the key. Now, these think days, about this. These Other days, than the top three wide receivers last year, yeah. who, who was fourth most in wide receiver catches? Is it Devin Smith? That's the, that, that's the I question. I want to say with 13 catches, it was Tavon Austin. Okay, that's wow. fair. Yeah, I didn't even think about so it. So think about it. So there's not like some guys here that they've groomed and like they're ready to take over. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, this, this draft drafting is pivotal. A, drafting a wide receiver, if he's my fourth guy or my fifth guy, if you go If go you're going right to draft a wide receiver, he better be able to return punts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a better thing. be able to return punts because yeah. to me at this point, if we keep it the way it is, we've got <clears throat> plenty of wide receivers to make it through the season. But he's got to do something different because right. we got we have guys that can run and catch and score. see. And that was Devin Smith's problem. Yeah, you, you brought Devin Smith up. Uh, he could have been the fourth or fifth receiver, but he didn't return kicks. And so then he never was active, which was unfortunate. He, he, he because He really showed me something. Well, you can also right? think about it. Oh, yeah. He teased me. Boy, and he, he had me. it, you know, and, and then they couldn't find a way to get him on the game day roster, yeah. which was a shame. And you also have Tavon Austin and his punt-returning blunder that he had. Remember, while he was in L.A., who was his special teams blunders. coordinator? Yeah, blunders. <laughs> but who was his special teams coordinator in L.A.? Fossil. John Fossil. Yeah. And that didn't work out necessarily mm. the first time around either. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, i got some multiple-choice scenarios. We've kind of talked through a little bit how the Cowboys could handle that offseason. We're going to decide it. We're going to play GM. We're going to put Mickey Spagnuolo oh, in the, the GM. GM shoes he when we Jerry come back. practicing together. I yes. could spend other people's money really well. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment on Talking Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, It's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. 
Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. So as everybody knows on Talking Cowboys, we go to Jack Black at this time. Yeah, but you never explain. Okay. Well, this time I'm going to explain it to you, Everson, because this week's special is BYOBs. Okay. You know what that stands for? Build your your own balm squad. Oh, Ah, okay. 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 So they've got about nine lip balms that they're promoting. Oh, balm. Balm. B-A-L-M. Okay. Not B-O-M-B. Right? (laughs) And the more you buy, the more you save. And you can choose from these limited edition flavors. Okay. All right? Black cherry. Nice. Natural mint and shea butter. I think that's got mm-hmm. your name mm-hmm. written all over it. <laughs> black like tea and blackberry, <laughs> pineapple mint, grapefruit, fruit, and ginger. That's so a of flavor, right? If you yeah, go yeah. to, just, uh, if you try stuff, to get man. to these uh, the lip balms, <laughs> uh, they're enriched with superior skin conditioners and ac- antioxidant, smooth and relieve dry chap. Irritated lips. Can you can you taste the flavor? Yes, you can. I love that. And if I you buy it. You three to five, but the product. Now these the are those <laughs> kind of little mini ones, right? So if you buy three to five, you save fifteen percent. Ah. Six to eight, twenty-five percent. And if you go for all nine, thirty-five percent. So go to getjackblack.com and build. Dude, now. I like wow. that, man. All that other stuff you've been reading has been shea butter. Bunch of crap. Shea butter. Get you that some butter, shea butter. You brought it the shea, man. You did. You did. Yeah, you and you and what Jack was it the, the mint that that's Colin Everson's Yeah, name? I think so. <laughs> the that, shea. He, he's and the white he's already looking. The GetJackBlack.com. There you go. They make oh, an awesome beard man. lube, by the way. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. A beard or beard? Beard lube. Beer. I can't say beard. You drink it? No. No, not at all. Uh, let's go to these multiple choice scenarios. Oh, right. oh so, I can't wait. I know. Mickey's <laughs> going to tear these apart, and it's going to embarrass me, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to put everybody in the GM role. You are the GM of the Dallas Cowboys for the next 13 minutes or so. And in this, you're going to try and find out which of these four choices would give you the best chance to win a Super Bowl next year. Okay. All right? So option A, and this is pretty much the the one that I think we've kind of talked about, is the most likely to happen. Option A, sign Dak Prescott to a long-term extension, franchise tag Amari, let Byron Jones walk, sign Robert Quinn, and draft your secondary. What do you think about Mm. that? I only get one of those? No, that's your, uh, we'll go through them all. Oh, I kind of oh. wanted your initial thoughts before we go into it. I thought I got one to win the Super Bowl. No. Uh, okay, we'll go from there. We'll keep going. Uh, option B is sign Dak Prescott, let Amari Cooper walk, tag Byron, sign Robert Quinn to an extension, and then draft a wide receiver at 17. So mm-hmm. that's the second one. Third one, and this is where I start throwing some curveballs in here. Sign Dak Prescott, let Amari Cooper and Robert Quinn walk, Trade for a wide receiver, and in this scenario, I have Stefan Diggs because he's been very vocal over the last couple of days on uh-huh. Twitter about being disgruntled in Minnesota, so I think you could get him for cheap. Sign a guy like Chris Jones on the defensive line. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah? On Stefan Diggs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he a free agent? He's not. You'd have to ta- You would have to trade for him. So why could I get him for cheap? Because he's disgruntled and he was a fifth-round pick, and you could potentially get him for a third? If I'm the GM, would you I do tell it? him to go get in line. Yeah, mm. because once I do that for Stefan Diggs, then the next guy that's disgruntled at my front door. Okay, and you are playing GM right now, so that yes. I'm guessing that option's pretty much out at the moment. I think that's out. Draft safety at 17 was the last. And part And you don't of that know one. Mike Zimmer, but Mike Zimmer's pretty stubborn too. Yeah, he's not going to put up with any of that. No. Option D is let Dak Prescott walk, and this is the only one where Dak Prescott's not with the Dallas Cowboys. Sign Amari to a long-term extension. You tag. Uh, Robert Quinn signed Byron Jones as well, and then you also sign a quarterback in free agency. So those are the four options. 
I will go through those if you need to. Okay, to me, and Spags can be last. I don't know if he's actually going to. I don't know if my options are available. (laughs) They're not available right now. You can give your own option if you want to. Your option E, like I'm going to give my own option. I'm going to give option E, of course. There you go. So um, I've got uh, keeping Dak. Okay. I've got um, if I had to sign Cooper. I would hate to, but I would let Quinn go. Okay. Why is that? Because you've got a lot of studs coming out yep. in the draft. And you've got, you've got plenty of studs come all around the league that would love to come to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. That could fit in very well. I mean, that's what they did last year. They brought Quinn in from somewhere else. And well, and his market value right now, at least according to Spot Track, is just under $12 million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for that an is. edge rusher. That is. That is. And that's, that's not a priority uh, in regards to just that one player over everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on this, and I know people, Barry Church thinks I'm crazy, but uh, Byron Jones' safety is just so enticing to me. Okay. I know that he didn't do well, according to Barry Church. He just, he just raked me over the coals. He said that he was garbage basically his first years wow. playing safety. I think a guy with more experience, after playing cornerback mm-hmm. in the NFL, I've done it. And then when you separate yourself from that high-intensity, in-your-face com- competition, that, that, that uh, involvement there, you take him back and let him think with that, that brain of his, with that athleticism that he has, mm-hmm. I think he would be a much better playmaking safety than he is at cornerback. Wow. So you're saying re-sign Byron Jones, yes. move him to safety. I am saying that. And then address corner elsewhere, whether it be the draft or free agency. That's true. That's what but you're I'm also saying. not bringing back Robert Quinn at the same time. Though. I am not bringing back okay. Robert Quinn. If I, only because I, I can't do it all. Yeah, can't you can't do, do all, all of it. you got to yeah. pick and if choose. If I could keep Quinn, I'd keep Quinn. But if I had to choose between Jones and Quinn, mm-hmm. talking about a guy who has much more potential to play in the league longer versus an older defensive lineman who – it was balling last year. Like, Absolutely. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if I had to choose, I'd, I'd keep the, the younger stud and, and make him adapt to this position. Make him adapt because he is a playmaking uh, athlete. Mm-hmm. He just needs to be put in position to make plays. Interesting. And safety would be the way to do that. I didn't have that one on my radar. I know nobody did. That's choices. why Barry Church thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> Heck, my- the wheels are still spinning here. You gave me too many I know. options. Yeah, it's yeah. Why. I don't know. It's what why. Go with your E. Go with well, your E, I, man. Because I'm going to give him my options. I'm not going <laughs> yeah, by go, That's fine. That's fine. Look, no, Kyle, that's what it's is, about. It's provoking so I'll tell you what. Let, let me play the devil's advocate here. Do Make it. this a little interesting. So, sign and trade Dak. All right? Get some extra picks. Okay. Relegate those. You're going straight to D. I'm going straight to defense. I'm going straight no, to defense. No, D, the option D. Is yeah, yeah, I'm going, I'm going straight to D. I guess I go and I get extra picks and I shore up my defense. I get some defensive linemen. I get uh, a linebacker to help me with potentially the problem with Leighton Van Der Esch, if that's not corrected. Uh, I need a free safety, so I need an all-world free safety immediately. Uh, I Draft sign, or sign? Either way. Okay. Either way. And I look into free agency for guys like Kyle Van Oy. You know, I get, need some guys that's going to apply pressure on the Mike Nolan's defense. I sign Amari Cooper. Give him a deal immediately. I keep my wide receivers. Long-term, Make, big long-term, money. big money. Okay. And I also get some guys, uh, uh, get some wide receivers in the draft. I go into free agency and I get me a quarterback that's just not going to blow it for me, and I get a game manager. Uh, uh, basically, a game manager. There it is. Yeah. That's who, my. Who, that's my. Who, that's who, my, who would be your? You're not nobody in mind right now. Wait, you're gonna. It's got to be a backup player. Wait, you're gonna take this team. I said I'm playing the devil's advocate. Here, <laughs> I know. Nick. Come on, now. I know. But I'm trying. Mate. I was. Uh, the, the, Where'd you lose me? Where'd I lose you? The at? Quarterback. Yeah. yeah. From so the I beginning. Said, I said, the beginning, extra, I said extra picks. Sign and trade. I get. I get extra picks from a team that has maybe a top five pick right now. So Miami. And, and I'm going to give this team to a rookie quarterback at this stage. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to sign. He didn't necessarily No, say no, no. Rookie. I'm not going to sign. I'm not going after a quarterback. I'm going after a defensive stud. Well, who's quarterbacking? I, I go into Taysom free Hill, baby. No, no, no. Let's say I give you I Taysom give you a name. What's my guy? He's been uh, waiting on that to come that chance to come back up. What's the other quarterback from New Orleans? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. 
You're and not going to replace him? Dak Prescott with Teddy Bridgewater? Is he's Teddy a free up? Is Teddy up? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is up on Jan- February 11th. Yeah. Hey, Mickey, it was multiple choice, all right? So you have one as well. So hold on, okay? No, I was just trying to see who was playing quarterback. I got you, Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, so Teddy's, out there, so Teddy's the guy. a great player. That's oh, what I'm God. saying. So what if he's the player. starting quarterback in New Orleans? Well, he's not going to be. Like Michael Irvin Drew Brees is, hasn't, hasn't retired yet. I know. So Don't there say it is. Now, he did well, of course, in Drew Brees' stead. So, come on. Hmm. He's a good he's, I, He so, did. First of all, no, he did. I, I think he's crazy. <laughs> he beat the Cowboys. Uh, I, 12 think he's crazy. I said, I said I'm playing devil's advocate yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I prefaced you my and statement with that. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Hey, uh, OPM, I'm spending someone else's money. I told you how I'd do it. So, there you <laughs> the go. But I mean, if work. I was going to go with a scenario of, of getting rid of Dak, which I never would, then – not yeah. a bad option. Hey, the pitchers and catchers reported for Major League Spring Training today, and Peckman's <laughs> out here throwing curveballs at all of us. You needed it. The, big the show needed right, it. I'm here for it, guys. Okay. Come on. Dax, Dax my quarterback. Okay. Somehow, some way. I like it. All right. Uh, Amari Cooper's here somehow, some way. If You can't choose everybody. I know if you're no, going I down can. the list. Here I can't. Okay. Here he comes. Here he comes. Uh, I'm going to let... Robert Quinn tests free agency, mm-hmm. and I'll see what the market value is. Because we've been here before on some of these things, right? Um, who was it just recently? There was, there was no way uh, they would able to re-sign. I, I, I'm losing the guy's name. There's no way they can get a guy back, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they got him back because market value wasn't what everybody predicted, Right. Uh, and Byron Jones, I'm going to let him test free agency. Let me see what the price is. You know, in uh, on one hand with Byron Jones, we're saying, well, this guy's not very good. You know, I don't want to re-sign him for all that money. And then on the other hand, you're saying he's going to cost too much in free agency. So why would those teams out there think differently than what you think? I'm not paying money for a guy that doesn't get interceptions. Yeah. So what makes you think he's going to be unaffordable in free agency? So let him go out there and find out what the what the cost is, and then I'll judge if I can get those two guys back. I might be able to get them back. You know, it happened with – I know who it was. It was Terrence Williams. Mm, right? Yeah. Oh, can't re-sign him. He's going to get signed as a number one receiver. And there was no market for him whatsoever. So sometimes – you, you I sit here. I didn't know he was ever considered the number one receiver. Oh, they, well, that was the word at this point in that season. Hmm. You know, it was like, well, he, he's going to get a big contract. Can't I always liked him, but I never looked at him. Yeah, as, no, yeah. and he never was. No. He was a two, always. Yeah. And always was going to be until he went off the deep end. <laughs> so so deep end. If, if those are the four guys we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, under no circumstances am I leaving Amari Cooper leave or Dak, and I'll let those other guys – Including uh, Quinn. Quinn is thirty-six, right? I don't think he's. Whoa, that he's old. not that old. But it, he's thirty-two. It, it, thirty-two, maybe. What What's the market value for that guy? He. Everybody keeps letting him go. Right now, is he running into the same situation he did with the Rams and then Miami? That it was. Oh, a he's four- twenty-nine. It was a 4 3 defense. 29? 29. Yeah. So Whoa, probably not 36. He'll be 36. <laughs> or 32. I, I thought he was in the He's 30s. an old soul. <laughs> he seems older than he is. And he'll, and he'll tell you that, too. That <laughs> he's, got, okay. he's got eight years of experience. There he was drafted go. in 2011. I mean, he's he's been around for a while. No, so no, you just gave that, him the AARP that, card. <laughs> yeah, I'm already giving him out the league. That changes a little, little bit uh, in regards to my scenario because I thought he was much older. Well, and, and, and you, the reason you thought that was because this will be his 10th season coming yeah, up. Yeah. So he entered probably pretty young. Uh, but he always ran into a 4-3 defense that was converting to a 3-4. Mm-hmm. Now, is he doing it again? Mm-hmm. But So, again, I think you got to let him test free agency, those two guys, and see what they're worth. And then I decide, can I match that offer, or is it going to be Anthony Hitchens? And I can't afford that much money on a weak side backup middle linebacker uh, linebacker with a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, with a Super Bowl ring, right? So, um, 
which, by the way, Morris Claiborne has a Super Bowl. Right? Yeah, he does. Sure does. <laughs> Played eight Can games. Can you believe and that, eight dude? Eight games and no playoff games, and he's got a Super you've Bowl. Got a, you've got a linebacker I on the roster right now that I knew that guy had potential when he first came out. <laughs> I do have what now? You have, a, you have a linebacker on the roster right now that has a Super Bowl ring, Malcolm Smith. Is an MVP too? Yeah, is he a free? Is he one of those? Free I don't think agents? so. I think he's still here. They signed him to a two-year deal. I think it was a two-year. I might um, be wrong on that, but I don't so anyway, me. that so if those are the four guys we're talking about, uh, but then see, I got other problems that you didn't mention. Who's my three-technique defensive tackle? Yep. Yeah, that's another thing you might have to look at in the draft because I don't know that I can trust that Tristan Hill's going to just automatically go out there and be a 14 game starter. Mm-hmm. I am interested. And to you see... may not get Tyrone Crawford back, and I like Malik Collins. Yes, yes. but that's again, what, is Collins that what you were headed? Too. I think that's where he was headed. Where? How much? Could could it be an Anthony Hitchens deal? Where you know I like this guy, but somebody really likes him. Yeah, and and they pay him, you know, all that guaranteed money. Yeah, with the, his decord going to the Raiders, he may end up going there because you know, obviously, players follow coaches as well. What exactly. you were talking about with Cobb, and so that's. I mean, look, when I when I talk about all of these different scenarios, there after free agency, there's going to be a lot of need, a lot more needs than we know right now, and yeah. so you may be looking at a completely depleted defense if Byron Jones does t- test the market, and let's say the Philadelphia Eagles, as it's rumored, mm-hmm. is coveting his athletic ability. Mm. And they sign him to a max deal, and everybody's standing around going, wait a minute, <laughs> bye-bye Byron Jones. And so that's that's going to be one of the biggest things about free agency for us is how big is that hole going to be, and are we do we have the players under contract right now to fill that void, or are we in the free agent abyss from here on? And, and look, if, if you're into free agency, so do you want – the devil you know or the one you don't know? Yeah. Because there's a region why these other guys are free agents, That's right? The point. Somebody that, didn't want You got a lot of retreads out there. Right. A lot of retreads. And you have to figure out which one works with your system. Right. Quinn came in and did a good job for us last yes, year. That was a pleasant did. surprise. So whatever problems he had earlier, we don't have to deal with it. Cooper, same thing, came in. Whatever yeah. problems he had in, in uh, Oakland. We're not, we don't have to worry about that because he's doing well for us. So. And, knowing, so. and knowing the Cowboys' kind of philosophy on free agency, they'd rather sign their own guys than take a chance on somebody you don't know. You That's can true. also talk about Mike McCarthy and the coaching staff getting their guys, kind of how we, we alluded to earlier, talking yeah, about who does how Mike Nolan they're, want? Who they're, does Mike those Nolan guys want are out linebacker? There. Exactly. Who does he wanted linebacker? There's going to be those prototypical players, that at least prototypical in the minds of the coaching staff. And Sean Lee's going to be back. out there. He wants a play. He wants to come back and play. And, you know, he second on the team in tackles, by the way. Yeah. And the first year he played all 16 games. Wasn't Isn't as much of a drop-off as you'd think. Now he's going to turn 34. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, See, that's the guy I was thinking about. But now, what do you? How much? How much do you? You know, he said 36. 36. That was the guy I was thinking. About. How much do you want to give him? You know, and how much is he looking for? And yeah. how much is somebody else going to offer him? Was his base like seven million? He took a four million dollar cut last year. Okay. Yeah. So it was three, five, and then there was incentives. Okay. But it 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 had been like seven million base. Yeah. For for that though, you could sign two linebackers in free agency. I mean, look, Sean Lee. I love Sean Lee. His mm-hmm. athletic ability, just reckless abandon at the linebacker position. I hate to even talk about Sean Lee leaving the Dallas Cowboys, but here we are under this new system and. It, he may not fit what Mike Nolan wants to do at 4-3-3-4, no matter what. They're going to be applying pressure. They're not going to sit back like they did last year and no, no blitzing at all. They know that they have to apply pressure, so you got to have. That might uh, bode well for Sean. There it is. But that see, is. here's the deal. It's more aggression. Smith, more aggression. He gives you he's, – he's your Swiss Army knife at linebacker. Yeah. Because he can start at the strong side, assuming yep. Van Der Esch is good, and he can back up. All three spots. He's key. He, he, he must be reliable. Yeah. Right. Last year, with all the tackles, we can talk about all the things that we did and do. And he was there. The, there were things That's that we just thing. didn't Health. do well. He did not tackle well last year. Now, that was an aberration for him. Because that, that's the first time I've ever seen him miss so many, I wouldn't say easy tackles, but sure, what we thought was sure tackles. Hopefully that was just an aberration for him. And if he comes back this year and we keep him, then he could be that guy that we could depend on. See, and he played much better when he was 
on the weak side mm-hmm. than when he was so, on the strong, strong side. side. I mean, you're going to play 20 snaps a game, 25 snaps, right? But the insurance policy of, whoa, what if the guy on the weak side gets hurt? Well, Sean Lee can play there. Well, when, when you, who's your backup in the middle? Oh, Sean Lee can play there. Mm-hmm. And he can play the strong side. And then when you get to the nickel, well, who's your backup there? Now, they did make a change towards the end, saved him some snaps. They had Thomas out there. Uh, at, at, on the nickel, uh, so they kind of changed that up yeah. a little bit. But, he ha- he has to realize things. And that the he's other created. thing is, is I don't know how much you want you want Jalen Smith on your nickel defense. Yeah, exactly. Once again, we have shown ourselves to be susceptible to running backs and tight ends. Running backs yes. out of the back and, and quarterbacks that can um, be um, mobile too. Oh wow! <laughs> Man. Um, um, until right we can middle. address that. Then Sean Lee is still going to be a question mark for us because he created something last year to where he was exposed in certain situations. I did not know that he would have that kind of problem with tight ends before last year. Now it's been shown. And what did I say at the beginning of the show? I said all the options are still open for the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to the offseason. We've talked through a bunch of those, but really the dominoes haven't even begun to fall. Haven't even started following, but uh, we're out of time here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Yeah, we're a little bit over. That's okay. I thought you were going to tell me it was 11.45. No, we can go to to noon. I'm going to send in my overtime. 12.05, yeah. But, (laughs) yeah, good luck with that. Special thanks for Heckma Harrison hopping in and his DallasCowboys.com radio day. Yeah, right. Everson Walls for Mickey Spagnola. I'm Kyle Yeomans filling in for Bill Jones. They'll be back next week here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?